Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft of nature photography. It is the 4th of November 2022 and this is podcast number 52 and it is going to be a bonus book review. Uh, I'm really going to try much harder to do more and more of these book reviews because I think they're really, really important. I'm not going to harp on about that too much. Just suffice to say that I really do believe, as I said in my previous book review, that Photography books and spending time with photography books is one of the best ways to actually improve your own work. It's not like the consumption of photographs online when you're sitting in front of social media, social media rather, scrolling through many, many images. Each image maybe gets a second or two on screen and you can't really absorb them properly or learn anything. It's really just consumption for the sake of consumption. But book reviews, sorry, books are a different story because at least the way I consume books, I like to sit down when I've got a quiet moment like I do now and really enjoy the book and absorb the photographs and try and learn something from them. So a big, big believer in, in the power of photography books. I wish more photographers were into them, for lack of a better term. I think people could really learn a lot from photography books. So the the book I'm going to review today is Tibet by Vincent Munier. This is a book uh, that I've owned for a little while now and I've been meaning to review for quite some time. Two podcasts ago, back in episode 50, I talked very briefly about Vincent Munier's new uh, Panther Denise, the Snow Leopard video movie, and uh, how much I enjoyed it. Well, the book Tibet came out uh, before the movie. In fact, I think I've owned it now for maybe even as long as two years. I don't recall exactly. But it's a beautiful book and it's all about his wildlife photography in Tibet. It's a hardcover publication. Like his other publications, it's published by uh, his own company in France. Um, right off the bat, I'm going to get the bad out of the way with this book because there isn't much bad about it, about it, but there is one thing that I don't like. The book itself is bound in white linen uh, with an image screen printed onto that white linen. The problem with white linen is it gets dirty really, really easily. So I've had the book sitting on my shelf for close to two years now and just looking at it, it's picked up a bit of a few marks here and there. And yes, I've enjoyed it a little bit here and there, but it's got a couple of scuff marks as well. So it just, white linen just doesn't wear very well, unfortunately. It's not the best choice in my opinion for a book cover. It's beautiful to look at and it's certainly a work of art. And there's no question that this book would look beautiful sitting on a coffee table in a nice home somewhere. Uh, it's sitting here on one of my uh, uh, benches in my living room with several other photography books that I like to look at on a frequent basis. So this book gets used, so maybe that's a little bit about why it's starting to look a bit scuffed and dirty. But I think just white linen is just not the ideal choice of material, really. But the image that's screen-printed on the front is beautiful. Like all of Vincent's books, this book is in French. And as I've said before, I don't speak French or read French. So I can't really comment on the little bit of text that is in this book. I really just want to talk about the photographs and how it's presented and then give my impressions of it. So the book itself is quite hefty and quite large. Uh, it's, again, I haven't measured this book, but I would say it's in the vicinity of 30 centimetres wide by about 30 centimetres high. It's not quite square. It's a little bit more rectangular than square, but it's a very comfortable size to sit with in a lap. Uh, it's not overly heavy. It is section sewn, so it's beautifully put together, and it's printed on a very heavy cardstock uh, matte paper, which I love. It's got a very subtle surface texture, 
very similar. It may even be the same as the paper that Vincent used in his book, Arctic. This is actually, just as an aside, this is actually the fourth book of Vincent's I've reviewed now, and all of them have been outstanding. And this book is no different. It's also outstanding. It is different, though. Uh, I feel that this book presents a very different emotive feeling to Arctic or to Kamchatka or to the other books that I've reviewed of his. I would say, like a lot of his work, it's very down photography. It's not super saturated. It's quiet work. You need to sit down when you have some time to really absorb the photographs. A cursory glance at this book doesn't do it justice. You need to sit down with it. You need to absorb the photographs and really take the time to study them because there's an awful lot in them. Uh, there's It's hard to reference pages in this book because there are no page numbers uh, in this book at all. It's very much a fine art book. And the photographs are all presented uh, constrained by white borders, which is my personal preference for how I like to see photographs presented. And they do vary in size. Some of them are quite small, and that's very typical of Vincent's style. Uh, it forces you to get up close with the image, to get personal with it and intimate, and it forces you to look into the photograph more than if it was just presented as a very large image on a page. And I like that. I like that I'm being asked and invited by the photographer to look into the photograph and see more. And it forces you to slow down a little bit uh, and really, I think, get more out of the book than you would perhaps just rushing through it very, very quickly. This is a book I've spent a lot of time with. Um, now, let's just talk about the print quality for a minute in this book because it is printed on matte paper. That means that there is a very limited dynamic range compared to a gloss or a luster paper. Now, that doesn't matter because we're not comparing side by side. But I can tell from the technical limitations of this paper that the blacks are not that, not that black, uh, not that dark as they perhaps could be. And that a lot of very, very fine shadow detail as a result of that does get lost. I don't mind it, though, in, the, in this book because of the way the photographs are presented and because of the style of Vincent's work. I think it works really, really well. Looking at one particular image in this book, uh, which is of the palace cat. I can't give you the page reference because, as I said, there are no page numbers. But it's an image that I own the fine art print of from Vincent in quite a large size. So I can actually see the differences in the print versus what's in the book. And they are quite substantial. There is a lot more uh, dynamic range in the print, uh, which is also on a matte paper. Uh, the colors are better. The blacks are better, the shadows are better. But that, again, is to be expected. I mean, inkjet printing is pretty much as good as it gets. This is offset printing on a matte paper. It's always going to look a little flat by comparison. But it doesn't really take away from this book, which, as I say, is a very different type of book to most photography books in that it, this book really challenges you to sit down with it and spend time with it and get into the images and get really absorbed by the book. And that I like that. I like the fact that this is slowing me down and I, as in, I can spend real time looking through the photographs. And there is a lot to be learned from the images in this book about composition, about where to place the animal in the frame, about photographing wildlife in the environment. There are many, many photographs in here that are taken with a long lens from a long, long way away of wildlife in the environment. Uh, and that, what I love about all of that very much is the context that it helps paint. There are some landscape images in here as well, which help give the feeling of Tibet uh, and what it must have been like to work and photograph there. And then at the very back of the book, there are thumbnails with information about each photograph. 
It's very brief. There's no camera information provided. The only thing that's actually provided is a little bit of when the image was taken, uh, where it was taken, and what the subject is. So that's about all the information that's actually provided in this book. So just to sort of sum up, this is quite a hard book, I feel, to review because it's, I think this is a book that would be easily passed over by many people, but really shouldn't be. It really should be one of those books that you sit down with and spend time with, as I've said. The presentation is excellent. It's very, very good. The quality of the paper is excellent. My only real gripe with this book is I don't like white linen covers. They get dirty. Mine feels dirty already. Uh, I guess that's just how it goes with white linen. Um, in terms of star scoring for this book, it's a little bit difficult. I, I'm sort of torn between three and four stars on this one, um, which means it really is a high-quality publication that you should consider owning. Certainly, if you're interested in wildlife photography in this sort of region, winter-type regions, I think it's a must-own, so probably a four-star uh, four star book, I think. It's a beautiful compliment to his other books. So if you own Kamchatka or if you own Arctic or if you own uh, his book on the deer at night, um, then this is going to feel, you're going to feel right at home with this book. You know what you're going to get. You, you know about the print quality and it's a great companion piece. So I think we'll leave it there for today. That's Vincent Munier's Tibet. Uh, it is a worthy addition to your library. I do recommend you pick it up if you can. Uh, it can be ordered on Vincent Munier's website through his store. I don't remember exactly how much it was. I do remember, recall it wasn't cheap. I think with freight, it might have been something like $100 uh, to, to get it to Australia. So, But I, think, I feel it's worth it. I feel it's a really good quality publication. And I feel it's also, as I said, one of those books that as a wildlife photographer myself, you can learn a lot from because there's great examples in here of how to police the animal in the landscape uh, in such a way that you get fantastic emotive imagery. And that's what Vincent does so well. Uh, and this is a wonderful, wonderful example of it. So recommend you check it out. Recommend you pick it up if you can. Four stars from me on Vincent Munier's Tibet. Um, and we'll leave that there for today. It's now only, what is it today? Today is the fourth. So it's now only less than 10 days, like nine days or eight or nine days until I'm leaving for Antarctica. It's just come around incredibly fast. I'm in the process right now of just transferring everything over to a new laptop, of switching to a new MacBook Pro, the new model. And once I get all that moved over, uh, I'm going to continue to work on some business uh, website work that I need to get finished before I go, but I still am going to do one more podcast uh, before I go on packing for Antarctica and the Emperor Penguin Expedition, because that's always a fun thing to do is to talk about what equipment is going and why. So that'll be probably sometime early next week, I hope. So that's it for today. It has been the 4th of November, 2022. I'm Josh. This has been the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, and I look forward to seeing you out in the field. Take care.